This morning, uh, I would like for us to turn our Bibles over to the Gospel of Luke, if you could, chapter number 10. Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. As you're turning your, your Bibles or your word over to that chapter, Luke chapter 10, uh, there's a quote, old Greek motto, that says, you will break the bow if you keep it always bent. You will break the bow if you keep it always bent. No doubt, you and I are living in stressful times. And this morning, I want to help us during these times of stress which lead to worry, that we need to learn to deal with these issues in our life, the stressful, the worrying issues in our life, because if we don't, sooner or later, like that bow, we'll go to snap if we don't learn to release and learn to let go and give to God. Because if we constantly keep ourselves bent like that bow and stressed like that bow is stressed when the archer pulls back that arrow, sooner or later, it's going to snap. It wasn't meant to be in a constant uh, um, stress. So I want to talk to you about how to relieve stress in your life this morning. How do we biblically handle those times of worry, those times that are stressful? How do we deal with those areas in our lives that will help us to live a happier and a longer life? How many, how many want a happier and longer life? Two hands. Me. I want a happier and a longer life. I read that about a third of adults, 34%, reported that stress and worry is completely overwhelming in most days. Adults ages 18 through 34 and uh, and 35 through 44 were more likely than their older counterparts, us, me, to report feeling this way. I guess we don't have that much to worry about because we don't have that much longer to go. <laughs> so why worry? It's almost over. Praise God. But them younger, them younger ones are kind of like, <gasps> what about tomorrow? Who cares? But stress also affects teenagers. 2020, 12% of U.S. children ages three, think about it, three, three-year-old getting stressed out, two, 17, were reported as having, ever, uh, as having experienced anxiety or depression, up from 9% in 2016. So this was a 2020 survey. We're in 2023. It was up 9%. In four years, can you imagine now what it's up to for these young people? Stress affects every single person at one time or another. Worry affects us all. So the question this morning is, what are you worrying about right now instead of listening to me? Because you're distracted. Because when you worry, you get distracted. When you're stressed, you lose focus. You might be thinking about your marriage. You might be thinking about your children. You might be distracted thinking about money. Many, many, many are distracted thinking about what they're going to have for lunch after I finish. So this morning, it's really good that we get 
control over that worry and that stress in our lives according to the word of God. Because there are so many, so many folks out there and so many different avenues of, of, of where you know, people go to or run to to, to relieve their, their worries and their stresses. But I feel that it's you and I as Christians so critical that number one and first and foremost, we turn to God's word. Before we turn anywhere else or look anywhere else, look to the word of God because how we react to worry and stress will determine much of the victory we have in life, determine much of the success that we have in life, not only spiritually and emotionally, but also physically because worry and stress affects us physically. Uh, Dr. Charles... Um, Mayo of the Mayo Clinic once said, worry affects the circulation, for those of you who have high blood pressure, the heart, the glands, and the whole nervous system. I've never known a man who died from overwork, but many who have died from worry and stress. It's a killer, can be a killer, if we don't learn how to release and take the stress off that bow, as it were, and begin to look into God's word to help us let go of some of those things that cause us problems. So I want to look at Luke chapter 10, starting with verse 38, the story that is a familiar story of Mary and Martha. We all know the story. We've heard it many, many times. And what I'd like to do is just bring a refresher course to your life, if you've already heard uh, sermons many, many times on this, because stress doesn't stop after you heard a sermon. Worry doesn't stop after you, you've come to church and gone home. The enemy loves to come and cause you and I to get stressed and worried about things uh, every single day. And so it's the story of Jesus coming to the house of his friends. Mary and Martha, in verse 38, and I'm just going to go down verse by verse, going through verse 42. But I'm just going to go down, starting with verse 38 and 39. And this is what it reads. Now, as they were traveling along, Jesus entered a certain village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary, who, moreover, was listening to the Lord's words, seated at his feet. So you got the picture here that Mary welc Martha welcomes Jesus. She must have been the, the one who did that kind of thing and because Mary was inside the house. And so they, he comes in the home, sits down probably, and immediately Mary sits by the feet of Jesus. Immediately. Because she wants to hear all about where Jesus has been, the miracles that have taken place, the healings that have happened. Mary wants to hear all about what Jesus has been up to. And so she's sitting there at his feet, and Martha's in the kitchen, and we know the story. She is fussing and fixing the meal for Jesus. That's what she's doing. But I want you to think with me for a moment what a blessing it is to have Jesus come to your home. Can you imagine that? I know we pray and we invite the Lord's presence, but can you imagine being in, living in Mary and Martha's days and, and having Jesus as your friend 
and knowing who he is, having him come into your house, into your, your living room or your den, and sitting down. Let that, let that grip you for a minute and begin to think about how you would react to his presence. Mary sat at his feet and was communicating and listening. And Martha was taking care of food. Mary, she's taking advantage of being with Jesus. But Martha's in the kitchen moving pots and pans and getting angry, stressed out, because Mary is not helping her. And every once in a while, just like we do sometimes when we're, we're like in that position of, of Martha, we've been there, we know what that's like. Every once in a while, she look over her shoulder and, what's going on back there? Why are they, what are they doing? How come they're not over here? And she sees Mary doing nothing, zero. You see, one of the things that makes anxious, worrying, and stressful people more uptight and more stressed is looking over their shoulder and seeing people doing absolutely nothing. And while they're doing nothing, they're happy. And they're just whistling along, and we're looking over, and what's going on? What, what, don't they see what I'm going through? How many have ever been there? And been bugged by somebody at home, somebody at work, somebody at school, that you're doing what you're supposed to be, or maybe we're doing something that, why isn't somebody helping me with this? Why isn't somebody see that I'm all by myself? It's just like those folks don't have a care in the world. While you're trying to get things done, trying to figure everything out, right? Moms and dads, you're, you're, you're there trying to figure out, Mom, how to pay the bills, how to take care of the kids that are causing problems while he's watching football. He's golfing. He's fishing. He's outside doing something. And you're stressed out and trying to figure out how to make things work out. You see, finally Mary couldn't handle it anymore. Just like some of us, we explode. And look what happens in verse 40. Martha was distracted with all her preparation. See, that's what worrying and stress does. And not focusing on what we're supposed to focus on. It causes us to be distracted. People come to church all the time distracted. Because they're worrying about issues and things and this and the other that haven't even happened yet. And they become distracted with what God is trying to help them with. And she says, Martha was distracted with all of her preparations. And she came up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? So tell her to help me. Tell her to help me. See, Martha was busy worrying instead of worshiping. She was worrying about Mary and looking at Mary and, 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 and doing all this instead of doing what Mary was doing, was worshiping at the feet of Jesus. Martha was distracted. 
And many times we come to church, instead of worshiping and praising the Lord, we're looking at other people, wondering about what other people are doing, why they're not here, where are they, and what's going on. And we're not worshiping, but we're worrying. And we wonder why we walk out of the building carrying all those heartaches and, and those things in our lives and the bow is still bent instead of that relief coming into our life. And here was Martha distracted and concerned and saying, tell her to help me. See, ladies, I'm trying to help you out here while you're preparing Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I'm trying to give you a little bit of a head start. Don't get stressed out. If your daughters are on the phone or on their computers and they're not helping you with the turkey or ham, don't get stressed out if you need to pick up that big thing out of the, the oven and your husband's outside playing games or he's doing whatever. Chill out. Relax. Focus. Happy Thanksgiving. Don't be like Martha. See, Martha allowed her anxiety to reach a breaking point in her life. It's just like what happens to us. When we can't take it anymore, we're stressed, and this is the end of it, we blow up. And we think that Jesus is going to say, yeah, you're right, it's good, you did the right thing. You should have got mad at, at, at Mary, Martha. You should have been cooking that dinner, Martha, and Mary should have been helping you. Was that Jesus' reaction to Martha? Let's read. What were Martha's reaction when Jesus spoke to her? Her reaction to Jesus in verse 40, Lord, don't you care? She assumed that Jesus didn't care about her. She assumed that Jesus said, ah, it's only Martha. She's in there. Who cares about her? What's going on in her life? You see, Martha is, is, is working and doing something for, in her thoughts, for the Lord. Lord, I've been in the kitchen now for 35 minutes, and you've been talking with Mary. And neither of you, not you or Mary, have looked to the kitchen to see if I need any help. You don't even act like you care. Don't you care, Lord? How many have ever been there? Well, you're serving God, and you're doing something for the Lord that you think you need to be doing, and you see everybody else just maybe not working this hard and getting blessed, and you see them prospering, and God is blessing their life, and you're working, and you're doing this and doing that, and God, don't you care and see me doing all this by myself? Can you not send me any help? You don't even act like you love me, Lord. I know we've all been there at one time or another. Because we assume, and Martha assumed that Jesus didn't love her or care about her. How many times while we're going through distractions or worrying and stress, do we assume that Jesus doesn't care because nothing has changed? Because things haven't turned for the best yet. And we say, well, God, I guess you don't care about me. There's a quote that says, assumptions 
are the termites of relationships. It eats them away. It kills them. It destroys them. That's what termites do, don't they? They destroy walls, foundations, wood, etc., and so on. And that's what happens when we make assumptions when it comes to the Lord and we assume that Jesus doesn't care about us, then we start to pull away from him. Those assumptions begin to eat at us and cause us to feel like he doesn't care and, you know, what's the use of serving God? What's the use of doing anything for the Lord? It destroys relationships. Assumptions destroy destinies. And they're ruined simply because people make decisions and choices based on assumptions rather than facts. And, and, what, and what happens is that they assume, well, they don't like me in this church, so I'm going to leave. Those people over there don't care about me, so I'm, going to, to, I'm not going to come anymore. That brother, that sister doesn't like me anymore, so I'm not going to be their friend. We too many times live our life based on assumptions. And those assumptions are like termites and they destroy what God wants to do or what God is building. We need to learn the facts. Mary assumed Jesus was most concerned about food. She said, Jesus, come over. He's here, so he must want to eat, and so I'm going to fix him this great fantastic meal and so that was that was Martha's thinking that was Martha's thinking she wanted to fix this great meal and so she figured Jesus was here for the food that's all he came for but in reality it wasn't how great the food was or maybe if there was even any food but Jesus came to fellowship with Martha and Mary he came to meet with them and to share with them and to talk with them and to fellowship with them and spend time with them. That's what Martha missed. How many times we assume too many things uh, that get us into trouble when it comes to serving God and Jesus? We assume that we're here because uh, if Jesus is here, this, this, this must, I must do this, I must uh, uh, take care of this when all Jesus wants us to do is come and worship him. Don't be distracted by things going on outside this building. Don't get distracted by what's going on at home, what's going on at your job or at school. Jesus wants you to come in to worship. He wants you to come in to praise. He wants you to come in and spend time at his feet and, and, and listen to what he's saying when he speaks to you. So this morning, how about you? What are, the most, what are you most focused on right now? The second thing that took place as Martha was assuming that Jesus didn't care was that she blamed Mary for being irresponsible. She pointed the finger at Mary. She said, my sister has left me to do all the serving all alone. And you know, when she spoke when, to Jesus and Jesus was there, that word all, she goes, Jesus, Mary left me to do all the work and all the serving, all by myself. 
emphasis on myself and me. And we do that, don't we? When we get frustrated, we, we have things in our lives that, that aren't going well or not doing well. Like Martha, we want to start pointing fingers at other people. A person full of stress and worry is always blaming someone else for their problems. We point the finger many times and say, look, they're letting me do everything by myself, handle everything by myself. Don't you care about me, Lord? See, the problem is sometimes we're too busy looking at other people and worrying about what other people are or not doing that causes you and I to get worried and frustrated. Well, how come they're not doing this? And how come they're not helping here? And how come they're not involved in this? And blah, blah, blah. When all Jesus wants you to do is to worship him and spend time with him and stop calling other people irresponsible because that's what you're doing. When, when, when you point the finger and saying, why aren't they and how come this, they're not doing this, we're just cause the same. Basically, they're not doing their job or they're being irresponsible. In some cases, that might be true, but let God deal with it. Let the, let the Holy Spirit bring conviction. See, someone said, worry never robs tomorrow of its sorrow. It only saps today of its joy. And that's exactly what worry does. That's what stress does. It saps you. It, it, it drains you of the joy of the Lord. It, it saps you of, of, of serving God with, with, and being excited about your salvation and service, whatever that might be, to the Lord because you're so stressed and worried about somebody else and pointing the finger. And too many people serve God with no joy. They serve the Lord with, with, with the joy being sapped because they, they get caught up in Martha's situation. What distraction? These are distractions. What distractions, maybe this morning, have caused you to lose your joy of serving God, of having a relationship with Jesus, even the joy of serving in ministry? How many know it's, there's a joy to serving ministry? <laughs> it can be stressful. It can be troubling. It can even be overbearing at some time. But when you learn to release the bow and not keep it bent, you'll find that Jesus comes and he helps us through those issues in our life. He helps us through those stressful times and sees us through. Nancy and I have been able to, to be in leadership almost immediately when we got saved for close to 46 years. And we're still here. We haven't broken yet, thank God. Yeah, we get bent a little bit, out of shape. Yes, we, yeah, those, there are those times, but here we is. See, and, and, and so it's because we've learned, we've learned to release to Jesus. God, this is, they're your people, not mine. Whew, thank God for that, number one. I got my own kids. So God, you, you work in them. You deal with them. But me, 
I need to focus on you. And you need to help me make it through these times when I'm bent to release that stress and worry. Because too many times we try to work things out on our own, don't we? We try to relieve the stress and worry through our own understanding and ideas. And that's what Martha tried to do, work things out on her own. Jesus tells her, she says to Jesus, tell her to help me. In other words, I want her to be miserable too in the kitchen. Why should she be happy? Make her miserable, Lord. Basically what she was saying. Because she was, she was serving. She should have found joy in cooking and preparing a meal for Jesus. That was her intent. But what happened? She looked over her shoulder and saw Mary with Jesus. I think she got jealous. Do you ever get jealous of people? Because they seem so close to Jesus and you're working? Jealous of people who aren't in ministry? And they come and worship the Lord. They praise the Lord. Park the car. Get the car parked for them. And, and they get in their car and drive off all praise the Lord and happy and goosebumps. And you're still there cleaning up and helping out and here and there. Hey, what's up with that, Lord? And so she wanted to make Mary miserable with her. And she tried to work it on her own. It's like us. We do the same thing. Verse 41, but the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. You ever call somebody by the first name twice? <laughs> it's not good news, is it? But the Lord answered her and said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. Worrying is literally having your insides pulled apart, like a, like a, kind of like a taffy pull. Shh, shh. That's what stress does. Worrying causes you to lose focus, lose focus on the important things, and that's where Martha was. She lost focus on the important things because she was being distracted and pulled in too many different ways. She's worried about the pots, the temperature, how long the thing's been in the oven, what the temperature, all the rest of the stuff going in her mind. And Mary is sitting there just enjoying Jesus. Jesus wants us to be happy serving him. Jesus promised us a life of peace and a life of happiness. That's true. It's in the word of God. There are a whole lot of scriptures. Do a word search on the word happy. One of them, Proverbs 16, 20, he who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. See, Martha was trusting in her own understanding, her own thought processes, and her own way of dealing with her stress and worry when she should have trusted Jesus and uh, said, Jesus, what do you want me to do? How can I find myself where Mary is? instead of trying to make Mary miserable. That's what we need to do. We need to seek God and say, God, what, what do I need to change in my life so I'm not going to be distracted, so I won't be so stressed out and worried and miserable? I want the joy of the Lord like Mary has. I want the joy in my life like brother or sister so-and-so has. 
What do I have to do? Not what does she have to do? And Jesus said to her, Martha, Martha, you've bothered about too many things, for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. In other words, Martha, get your priorities in order. Get your focus back on me and what is important. Too many times we lose sight of the important things of serving God, why we're serving the Lord, and what God wants from our lives. Because we get so focused on other people, other things, and begins to pull us apart. Jesus said, Martha, chill out. Enjoy my presence. Relax. She whiz. I'm here with you. God is in the house. Jeez. Think of, God is in the house. What would you do if God came to your house? How do you want your steak cooked? Yeah. Do, you, do, you, do, you, do you want what kind of dressing? No, I don't think so. God's in here. My goodness. How to win over worry. Simple. You know the scripture. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. They go together like peanut butter and jelly. Simple. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. As our worship team makes their way up this morning. You know, it's almost so simple that it's crazy. Because we read this text, we read the scripture, and we know it by heart. But yet, when worry and stress starts to come and we start getting bent, we don't turn to the word of God to release that stress. We start turning everywhere else and thinking everything else when all we need to do is turn to the word of God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean under your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Make your path straight. Trust, do not lean, acknowledge, and make straight. Those are action words. Those are action words that, that you have to do in your life. They are words that are your responsibility. These are the commands. Your responsibility to trust God. Don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him. And God will come in and do the rest. There's one word that's used four times in those texts. is the word your. Your. Not theirs. Him or her. Your. Personal. Me, in other words. Responding to life situations, stressful times, worrying times, is your choice. It's, God can't do it for you. You have to do it. During times of setback, during times where there are questions you want answered, but the answers aren't there, during times of turmoil, it's your choice on how to deal with it. During times in your marriage, it's your choice on how 
to deal with it. It's your responsibility to trust the Lord, total dependence, submission to God. Total dependence for both current and future parts of your life. Not just now, but always. That's how you trust. With your whole heart, it means to allow God at the center of your intellect and your emotions. That's your whole heart. Trust Him with everything that you are. It's your responsibility not to lean on your own understanding, your limited perspective, because you can't see around corners. God can. You can't see tomorrow. God can. And it's your responsibility to acknowledge Him. For the small things in your life, to the big things in your life. Acknowledge that He is God, that He is Almighty, and that He is in control. Three things we have to do, and the fourth one says, if you do those things, if you do these three things, God says, I will do the fourth one. I'll make your way straight. I will go before you. I will clear the way and the path those distractions, those, those worries, those troubles, those things that you got, I'll make the way. But you first have to do your part. So this morning, what is it you're worried about? What are you stressed out about? What are you concerned about? We all have them, but what are you going to do about it this morning? As we bow our heads for a few moments and close our eyes.